0: What's up guys? Pete Sweeney, the editor-in-chief of arrowheadpride.com here with another edition of From the Podium. Probably better termed right now as from the Zoom conference call because we aren't in facilities. We aren't having the typical press conferences. The players are joining us via Zoom, which makes for some challenges when it comes to follow-ups and whatnot. But we're all getting through it. This is something that in every realm everyone is dealing with right now. So we appreciate the Kansas City Chiefs for allowing some access to the players. Here's who you're going to hear from today. We'll start with the offensive guys that spoke this week in Travis Kelsey. And and Tyreek Hill We'll take a quick break And then you'll get to hear from new defensive ends Taco Charlton We'll follow that up with his Michigan Teammate Frank Clark And we'll finish up the day with one of the leaders Of the defense in linebacker Anthony Hitchens Again from the podium is the place Where you get raw unedited Press conferences here directly From the players so I hope you guys Can enjoy that so why don't we start This party with the guy who likes to say, you have to fight for your right to party. Uh, tight end, Travis Kelsey. Let's hear what he has been doing during this virtual offseason.
1: Travis, how you doing? hope you're doing well. Um,
0: Happy quarantine, Adam.
1: Absolutely. Um, I'm just curious, now that you've been a world champion for a couple months now, three months, what, what that's been like? Has it been everything you hoped it was, more or less? And Brad, I'll have a quick follow-up when he's done.
2: Um, I think uh for the most part it's um, it's still been pretty surreal. I think the quarantine has made it almost like it was a dream uh, because we haven't been able to go out and see all our family members and uh, and visit everyone like we uh like we i don 't know I guess we would if, uh, if it wasn't like this but all in all uh, the the biggest the biggest thing is that it's very motivating it's motivating to be able to do it again um, I've already got the competitive mindset to to, to gear up and uh, and start this thing all over again, uh, recreate the, help recreate this team, this uh, this team's identity, and um, and moving forward, you know, we're just excited because we got a lot of the pieces coming back.
1: That, that's what I was going to ask you. I mean, you've been here for a long time. It was a long climb up that hill. How do you uh, how do you keep that hunger? What, what how do you keep that fire going?
2: It's uh it's 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 ingrained in this team. To fight, man, and, uh, and and to battle their tails off, uh, to work their tails off. Everybody that uh, that I that we played with last year on on the Chiefs, um, they made it fun to come into the office. You know, we are, we all enjoyed being around each other, and I don't see that uh, that chemistry changing or that chem- that camaraderie changing at all, uh, especially with the leaders that we have coming back.
3: Uh,
4: okay, let's go to BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. Hey Travis, hope you're uh, hope you're staying safe and enjoying this as best you can, man.
2: Always, BJ. Good to see you, brother.
4: You as well. Hey, there's the idea out there that the teams that handle this quarantine the best, both collectively and individually are going to have the most success in 2020. Just what gives you confidence with this environment that you guys are going through with OTAs right now that that you are going to be locked in and you are going to be a step ahead? despite the fact that you're already defending Super Bowl champs, just what gives you confidence that this group is going to be ready and they're going to handle this the right way?
2: Well, one, the leaders. The leaders on this team, that includes Coach Andy Reid uh, at the top. And, and, and his, his, um, his scheduling, how he's, uh, how he's going about uh, this whole quarantine and, and, and the virtual meetings and everything, uh, nothing's really changed in terms of the, the bulk or the load of, uh, of, of installs um the load of information that you're going to have to, to be ready for once we do get out on the field. Yeah, it makes it a little bit tougher. You don't get the the opportunity to go out there and run these plays, especially the new plays that, that him and the offensive minds have have, have put together. But it's gonna be a little difficult to to kind of catch up um once we get able to get out on the field and, and, and actually be able to to uh perform these plays. But I think it's for the most part um these the, the the locker room guys, the core guys. Everyone is uh, has the mentality of we got to do this again. You know, it, it 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 doesn't like last year doesn't mean a thing. We've I don't want to say we've erased it because it's still you know it's still fresh on our minds. Um, but at the same time, you know, it, it builds confidence and it builds uh, some competitiveness to be able to you know repeat. Okay, let's go to the-
5: Seren Petro. Seren Petro, go ahead, Seren. Uh, Yeah, Travis, um, we're watching Major League Baseball try to get going, right? Your guys' season obviously hasn't been disrupted other than not being able to practice. But one of the big topics going on with baseball right now is ownership has their plan for how revenue is going to work. Players aren't sure that they they like how it's going to work. I know right now you guys aren't facing a delayed season, but that is something that's being talked about. Uh, When the schedule was released, everybody was discussing what if they have to move things back, what if you have to miss games. I'm just curious you know has the NFLPA have you have as players begun to have conversations about what your expectations are and how you'll handle the finance part of uh the game if you do miss games if there aren't fans in the stands and all the things that are being talked about right now Um you have to be you have
2: to be ready for anything at this point because I mean who would have thought that this virus would have taken us to the point of even be able to enjoy our daily lives. So uh, you just got to be ready for anything at this point. Um, that's why everybody's, you know, taking care of their mind and their bodies at home right now. And uh, and the help is out there if, uh, if you're struggling with going through all of this. But I think moving forward, um, financially, you just have to be able to to kind of roll with the punches because, you know, it, it's, a, it's a rough time. It's not just yourself. It's not just the owners. It's not just the fans. It's everybody.
3: Uh, let's go to Sam
5: Mellinger. Go ahead, Sam. Yeah, thanks for taking the time to to do this, Travis. Uh, my question similar to to what Siren asked, but more on the the health side, right? Like, there's been
6: you know some talk specifically in baseball about um, you know not just the finances, but how to keep everybody healthy and uh, you know through potentially you know like a contact sport plan. I'm just wondering if you have concerns of that when this thing gets started and and what your thoughts are on you know toward that
2: line. It's definitely something that you have to. You have to be aware of. It's something you got to be cognizant of. Um, it's mentally, mentally, you're not getting that same training. You know, being in the being in the office with Barry Rube's getting one more rep. Uh, we're not getting that right now in the off season. So with that, with that, everything like that going, on, you have to take it upon yourself to go that extra mile to take care of your body and make sure that you're in, you know, top physical form. But at the same time, you're you're doing all the prehab stuff and the rehab stuff and the physical therapy stuff that really makes the body, you know. Uh, safe to go out there and play.
3: Let's go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
2: Hey, Travis. Thanks
7: for doing this, man. Um, My question is going to the uh, sort of the virtual meetings that you guys are having. I know you've always been someone who enjoys what Andy and Eric (laughs) like to create um, from each year. Just in going through those meetings and sort of seeing what the first installs are, just what is your perspective of just having the full coaching staff back and how much that can be a benefit to you guys even though you can't be on the field. And, my, and the second part of that is because you guys can't be on the field, what do you feel like you guys as teammates are getting the most out of this situation because it's so new to everybody?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, it's difficult. It's difficult. There's uh, – I think right now the coaches are trying to, you know, um, give everyone respect when they have the floor instead of chiming in when, you know what I mean, it's, it's, there's an opportunity to teach. Um, it's hard to just cut somebody off virtually than to come in, chime in, and and, and speak your piece when uh when you're in like a a regular room, regular uh, football rooms, a football office. So it's it's definitely it's definitely a di- different way of learning. It's a different way of teaching uh, that guys are just kind of having to to roll with the punches and, and deal with and. You know, with that, I think everything has been as smooth as it can be. You know, all the technical difficulties that we've been having. Um, But at the same time, we do have a very, I would say, a veteran group at this point. You know, uh, we grew a lot over the course of the season last year. And with that uh, comes a lot of responsibility and a lot of um, accountability. And, you know, I think uh, guys are going into it with the right mindset because we're all motivated to go and uh, try and run this thing back.
3: Uh, let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick.
8: All right, Travis. I got a hard hitter here. Um, your your speech right. at the Super Bowl parade. Um, it's going to be pretty legendary, I'm sure. What? How much of that was um, planned? How much of that was off the cuff? Uh, how much of that is I don't know? Remembered? Uh, just uh, just take us through that because we haven't really got a chance to talk to you since then.
2: Yeah, uh, none of that was like ever thought of. So I, I just went up there blind. I, I, I asked my brother, I was like, did you, did you have some of that stuff thought out? He was like, I knew I was going to talk about my teammates and, and give them praise and, and bring to light the, that everybody was hating on us, he said. But I, he didn't know how he was going to say it. He just went up there and started rambling. And I was like, yeah, you know what? Speak from the heart, I guess. So I, I went out there with knowing that I was going give, to uh, give some guys some praise, especially Coach Reed, for him to be able to get one. Um, and then, um, El Presidente, Mark Donovan came up to me before the parade and, and let me know that we're going to make that uh, fight for your right to party the uh, the anthem for every time we score we score points. So I think it's uh, going into it with that mentality, um, not really knowing what I was going to say, but just speaking from the heart and speaking about my teammates. That was that was the mindset. All right,
9: let's go to Sam McDowell, go ahead, Sam. Hey Travis, thanks for doing this. Um, I was wondering what something that you just said about uh the fact that you guys grew a lot during the season. I wonder if you could expand on the specifics of, of ways you noticed that this team grew throughout last season and how maybe that helps going into 2020.
2: Um I would say I would say it started off uh I mean obviously we started off with a bang. I mean coming out and putting up 40 on Jacksonville or however much we put up. Um but even from there um, handling the ups and downs, you know that, and handling the adversity throughout games, handling how we're going to change the schemes at halftime, uh, and all in all, just believing in each other, you know that all that takes its course to the end of the season, and then the playoffs almost start as a brand new season because you got to refocus your mindset because now it's one and done, so it, it, it's it's a entirely different level of competitiveness. It's a different level, level of um, accountability and what you're doing in the office. And I really think that we grew. Um, obviously, you, you can noticeably see the defense grow. Coach Spaggs, uh, Five Honey Badger, Five Five, you know, th- these guys help mold – what ended up being a championship defense. And not a lot of people saw that in the beginning, but I mean, you, as, as a player, you saw how hard everyone works throughout the week, day to day. And you saw, you, you could see everyone getting better. And it's not that, you know, they weren't good in the beginning. It was just, it was a, it was a chemistry. It was, it was making sure that I'm being accountable for the guy next to me, knowing what the guy next to me is doing. So it's not that anybody was, was, was worse in the beginning of the season. It was just coming together, knowing that we had a new system and we had a new way of doing things um, and just growing with that. And then on the o- offensive side of the ball, uh, trying to minimize the mistakes, trying to give Pat the opportunity to throw the ball, staying on time as 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 routes um, develop over the course of the season um, and just making sure that, you know, we're getting the ball downfield and we're putting up six because three points can, uh, can get you in trouble.
9: If you're not I putting guess- up points.
3: Sorry, guys, we got a lot of hands up still And we've probably got time for a few more So we're going to go Pete, Adam, and then James to close us out Go ahead, Pete
0: Hey, Trav, Uh, thank you again for doing this Always I had two two things First, last offseason, you missed offseason workouts And then you went on to have more than 1,200 yards I was wondering if you could really speak to Just how necessary some of this work really is Considering your production And then the other thing was um I know you enjoy life as much as you do football so I was wondering in this quarantine what has that allowed you to do when it comes to some of your other interests.
2: Um well I'll, I'll jump on the first one or yeah I'll jump on the first one. So last year last year I didn't get the opportunity to be involved on the field. So I was still getting the mental um snaps of of what we were installing, how we were going to run things. And knowing knowing Coach Reed, he um he knew that I was in those meetings, so he installed the plays that were really designed for myself. He just, he installed them in the off season to give me time to get these mental reps and see how other guys are running them, and give me a better uh, understanding of how I should run them. So it's just it's I didn't get the work in, but mentally. I didn't get the physical work in because I was doing the rehab and everything for my ankle, but mentally I, I'm I'm always engaged in it. And I think I really learned that uh, my rookie year, my rookie year when I, I had the knee surgery, um, I stuck around. I didn't go, I didn't just jump ship and, and leave and do rehab and then get out of the building in the mornings. I stuck around and wanted to hear these installs, wanted to hear how coach Reed was teaching these plays. How coach Bietemi wanted the the plays the you know, wanted the run game to work, uh, how Coach Andy Heck wanted us to block and, and, and identify defensive schemes. And all that helped me with the mentality of, all right, start mentally with these things and then you can get out on the field and work physically. And, uh, and I've had that mentality through every offseason. You know, it's, it's a mental grind, but you've got to know what you're doing before you can go out there and perform it. So uh, with that being said, uh, the quarantine has, has given me opportunities to pick up video games again um have <laughs> haven't i've never played call of duty until this uh this quarantine and i haven't stopped playing it since um but it's 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 just fun i mean having the, having the time to be able to sit back and and put your feet up um dive into a few of the shows you said you wanted to watch a few years back and um i don't know i'm uh, right now i'm i'm catching up on all the marvels so i'm i'm about halfway through the the list i started from i looked up uh I looked up on Google where I should start and where I should finish on the uh, on the adventures and the marvels and everything and about halfway through so I think uh me and the lady are going to finish that and that's going to be our quarantine binge. Uh
3: okay, go ahead Adam. Travis sorry, but I got to ask that's a pretty impressive uh, shoe collection
2: you got there behind you. Who's got more shoes Thank you? you um I'm pretty sure I got more shoes. Um I mean it goes all the way from the top to the bottom um on just about all sides. Um, I don't know. I think, uh, I think, I think Adidas is is taking care of Pat pretty well over there. So I don't, I don't think he's, uh, he's feeling bad about my shoe closet being bigger than his.
3: All right, James Palmer, you want to close us out?
2: Yeah. Thanks, Brad. First off, then Travis, who's your favorite Marvel character so far? What do we got? I mean, I go to sleep thinking I'm Tony Stark now. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Um, there was a pretty big article about Sammy that just came out
7: um, and about his struggles in Buffalo and kind of what Andy's done. I,
8: I, I got to take you,
2: you know what, I thought twice about that before you get into Sammy and all, and all the good stuff. You know what, Star-Lord? Yeah. I just started catching up on the Guardians of the Galaxy. Star-Lord, man, he's killing it. But go ahead. Kind of look alike, actually. So yeah, I can kind of <laughs> kind of see that a little bit.
7: Um, with the the big article that kind of came out on Sammy and some of his issues and struggles in Buffalo, and then how things regrouped in in, in kind of Kansas City form with Andy. Did he ever talk to you guys about those? Or and then also kind of a, talk about your locker
2: room a little bit? And it seems like that had an impact on on him. Um. Well, I think every, like I said, everyone really enjoys uh, each other's company. You know, we didn't have too much, uh, you know, tension between players on this team. You know, and if it was, it was always competitive and on the field and in, you know, in between the lines. So, uh, outside of it, in the locker room, everyone loves each other. Everyone has fun. And that's what made the, the entire course of the season uh, such a blast in, uh, in, in accomplishing what we did. It was because we did it while we were enjoying you know, coming to work every single day. Um, With that being said, I mean, you never know what a guy is really going through, you know, because a lot of guys come in and they flip the switch and now it's business. It's football. It's, 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 it's let me leave what's going on in my life outside of this office so that I can take care of my family. I'm not doing anything that I shouldn't be doing. Not saying that that's Sammy's situation by any means. Um, Because obviously Sammy has a very unique situation at hand. And, uh, it's 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 tough to say you know how how everybody was feeling um throughout throughout the ups and downs of last year to this year and uh you know i'm just happy that that sammy feels comfortable enough to be able to to give his perspective on a big platform knowing how i don't want to say how quiet the guy is but he's not very you know vocal in terms of how he's feeling or or what he's doing it's just who he is you know and that's it's it's all love but um You know, I just, I'm just, I'm glad that he feels comfortable enough to be able to release something that's been on his mind for, for what seems like a few years now.
3: Well, uh, let's start with BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ. (laughs) Hey,
4: Tyreek, man. Thanks for the time today. Uh Um, I just want to ask, I saw yourself on social media of you delivering the meals to the healthcare workers. I'm just curious, you know, why was that important to you and what did you take away from that experience?
6: Uh (laughs) First of all, I just want to say, sorry, I'm in a room added to my house, so give me like one second, <laughs> okay, um I mean, basically, um, me and my mom, like we talk a lot about like giving back, you know, and that was like the way I, the way I was raised, you know and and um like my mom, she's actually a nurse, like she always come, comes home and like talks about how like people like um don't care like about them like risking their lives every day, you know, and stuff like that, so I was like, mom, like I mean maybe. Maybe um, I can do something here in Kansas City, you know, for like the um, for like the um, healthcare workers. You know, I mean, I mean, it can be small, it can be big. So we just came up with the idea of just par- partnering with Chick Fil A and then just giving sandwiches. And plus, like, I love seeing people smile. You know, it was a good time. Like seeing people smile, seeing people kiss sandwiches. That, that was a good time. So I, I really had a good time.
0: Okay, let's go to Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey, Terry, Thanks for doing this, man. Um, yep. I know that nationally for a long time you've been looked at as as the speed guy and I know it's been uh, something for you to want to be recognized as you know one of the top receivers in the NFL mm-hmm. you got the stats sort of taken away from you last year with that early injury are you looking at this year as the year for that and just if so how are you preparing mentally and physically
6: I mean I, I just feel like you know I, I'm already blessed you know um, with just being able to play the game of football you know I mean I feel like stats they'll come you know I I try not to worry about that. I try not to worry about like getting the ball or nothing like that, you know, because my job is just to win. Like, I just want to win. Like, I've I've always, I've always been a part of a winning culture, you know, and I've always been taught, you know, team is first, you know, there's no I in team. So, I mean, with the injury, like I said, I mean, I'm fine with that. You know, I've been working my butt off this whole off season, trying to, trying to get my collarbone stronger, you know, and we'll just see how the season goes. I'm just I'm just blessed to be a part of this a part of this uh, organization, you know. So,
3: okay, let's go to Karen Kornacki. Go ahead, Karen.
1: Hi, Tyree. Thank you so much for being with us today.
6: Oh, hi. I was looking for your box. I was like, which one is it?
2: (laughs) I know. I know. I'm not the guy with the hat on down there. Anyway, I wanted to ask you I see some of these workouts you post and they look amazing but right. what what edge can you get in speed when you're doing workouts I mean you're the fastest person like in the league but uh-huh. what is it that you can do that can enable you to step it up even more I mean can you find an edge for speed well
6: well i'm well, I'm kind of taking like a different um, I'm kind of taking like a different approach this year you know i'm uh, I'm doing yoga two times a week. So um, I'm I'm getting into to, to um yoga a lot. So I've been like trying to open up my hips a lot more, open up my glutes and things like that. And I've been feeling amazing. Like I've been getting out of routes like even better. So it's gonna be crazy. Like I feel like this is gonna be a crazy year for me. So I'm excited.
3: Let's go to uh, Herbie. Herbie, go ahead, buddy.
6: Hey Tyreek. how you doing, man? Doing amazing. How are you?
10: Yeah, I'm well. Thanks. We know what you bring to the offense, um, but I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on what the Chiefs did with their first round pick, Clyde edwards alaire how, how do you think he's going to mesh in with what you do on the outside and the things that he can bring?
6: Uh, to be honest, I like I um, I didn't even know who that was at first, and then like I looked at his highlights, I was like, dang, this dude was short, but he good though. He cold, but um, I think he's definitely going to be like a. I, I I believe he's definitely going to be like a, a Darren Sproles type bite. back come in scat back who can um, who can catch the ball out the backfield um, get those scrummers yards when you need them and he's going to be tough like I I feel like with the mind of Andy Reid like anything's possible you know he can line you up out there and get 15 yards which is crazy so he he just that go to with it I mean and that's not taking away anything from like the amazing athletes that we got but. I'm just saying Coach, Coach Reed, he's just a wizard with the way he draws, draws these plays up.
5: Let's go to Sorin Petro. Go ahead, Sorin. Uh, Tyreek, uh, thank you for the time. Uh, the yes, You've been through a contract, right, uh, and and having that distraction and everything you got to do. I know everybody says they have agents for it, but agents have to get the player's approval. So I know that there's time and energy that has to go into that. Right now, Patrick Mahomes and the extension for him is being talked about. I know everybody says, hey – it's going to get done. Does he, number one, have you talked to him about how to stay focused and how to work through that process? And uh, we know fans, you know, are confident it's going to get done, but maybe just a little bit nervous until it gets done. What's it like being a teammate of his and knowing that that's got to get done here at some point? Uh,
6: I mean, I feel like me, me and Patrick conversations are typically about, you know, um just winning. You know, I feel like The contract situation, I mean, and I'm sure he feels the same way. It'll get done when it get done. I mean, we just love playing the game of football, you know? So, I mean, we just, we just, we just blessed to be able to play this game that we love. And and we just fortunate enough to get paid for it, you know, like a lot of money. So, like I said, I'm sure Pat is thinking the same way I'm thinking. He just want to play ball and just continue to win as many Super Bowls as as we can, you know, because this is our window. So Uh, let's go to, sorry, Uh, let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam.
9: Hey, what's up, Tyreek? What's up, man? I'm wondering, um, you saw a lot of double teams last year, and I'm wondering if it was more than you anticipated, more than you thought you had seen previously in your career, and -hmm. just how mentally you're handling the fact that, uh, you know, it's not always going to be your day because of the attention you're getting from defenses
6: um that's a good question um sometimes it's uh first grade you know because i mean you you want to be a part of the game plan sometimes but sometimes like i said i mean you just got to think about um this is a team game you know and there there are other athletes on the field who can make the same plays you know um so and that's what makes this offense so special like you just can't double team me you can't double team kelsey because then you got one-on-ones all across the field you know and that's an advantage Chiefs, all right? So, like I said, it's, it's frustrating sometimes, but, I mean, with I mean, with the good teammates that I got, with the good coaching staff that I got, I mean, that'd be Coach Uri, um, He's able to, to, like, scheme me open when needed.
11: Let's go to Harold Koontz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Tyreek. Hope you're doing well, man. and love to see all the stuff you're doing in the community. Uh, you, I know at this time being a little different, uh, you know, with, all the, with the coronavirus going around, but it's also had you spending time with family. I just want to be curious, how's it been with your time spending with your family and, uh, you know, working out individually, but just spending time with your family? How, how good has that been for you to kind of slow down and, and spend some time with them? It's been great,
6: actually. You know, um, I've had a chance to, to um, have all four of my kids, which is probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. You know, so it's fun, it's challenging, but it's also like... Um, it's also like a process of me getting like, um, a process of me like bettering myself, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying it, every step of it, you know? I, I Like, um, being a father to me is like going out and like, it's amazing. I, I don't know, man, but it, it's just been fun, you know? But I will say it has been hard, you know? Cause having four babies, Cause I got twins and I got um, a one year old and I got Zev, uh, he's about to turn five. Like he's like hard. You know Zev is like, he's like, can like take care of it so he can manage himself. But the twins and the other babies. Dealing with kids is like hard, man. I, I be struggling. I be struggling, man. Huh. This is actually, this is actually my junior right here. Tyreek Junior, you gonna say what's up?
3: let's go to, uh, let's go to BJ Kissel. Go ahead, BJ.
4: Hey, sorry. One of the, the guys that I know going back on social, talking about how fast he is with McCall Hardman. And, uh-huh. uh, last year is kind of the young guy kind of working his way into your group, uh, with the Legion of zoom and all the plays that you guys made. Just, uh, what do you think of his ceiling and what we could expect from him going into his second year as somebody who's, who was around him, who saw how quickly he developed, how quickly he learned the offense? Just I know there's, there's so many balls that could go around, but just what do you expect from him as a player and his development going into his second year?
6: Well, I think Nicole is going to continue to be a, a heck of a player. Um, but uh, it's all about mindset. I feel like if he – if he continues to do what he has been doing in the past and um, work his butt off, he's going to be amazing. You know, I mean, there is no ceiling for this kid. I feel like um, he's definitely a thousand dollar receiver every year, you know, Um, with the targets, obviously, but he just got to continue to work. Like he got to be different. Like he got to find something to be different at every year. You know, it just can't be speed. It just can't be, you know, relying on outrunning everyone, you know, like, because sometimes it's gonna, because sometimes um, it's gonna be a contested catch. Sometimes it's gonna be like you gotta get off a of jam. Like you gotta work on those things. So I feel like, I mean, he is gonna work on those things because he wants to be great. He wants to be a part of this offense, and he, you know, he likes, um, he likes the challenge. So he's gonna be great.
3: All right, guys. I know we got a lot of hands up here, but we we've got time for a couple more. Uh, so let's go, Adam, and then finish it off with Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Adam.
1: Hey Tyreek, uh, hope you're yeah, doing well. Hey, um, Sammy Watkins had some interesting things to say the other day, and I was wondering, just from your two years with him, what kind of teammate he's been, and do you have any stories that maybe sort of illustrate why you feel that way? What was it? You didn't see all the comments about Sam from Sammy? Uh uh-uh. Oh, there was a bunch of stuff. He was talking about stuff that happened early in his career with Buffalo. He's talked about how he's kind of taken a a step back here. He's kind of um, um, sort of said that well, this is your team or this is Travis's team, and, and he's kind of taken a step back here. So just kind of wondering what kind of teammate you feel like he's been in his two years with you, and what stories maybe you have that make you feel that way.
6: He's a butthole. Nah, I'm joking. Nah, don't don't write that. But uh, Sammy, he's he's been a great teammate um, ever since he he's, he's uh, came into the locker room. I mean, he's always been like the quiet guy. But um, once we get into like the meeting room, he's, um, he's always um, helping us with, with routes and stuff like that. I mean, I just feel like that's all talk, what you just said. I mean, I had to go check it out myself and read it, but I don't believe that. I don't believe he said that about he taking a step back. But right. he has been a great teammate. I will say that, though, to the younger guys, to myself, to everyone. You know, I, I don't feel like – I mean, even during the games when, like, he don't get the ball, I feel like he, he just be chilling. He don't say nothing. He just go out there and work hard, you know?
3: All right, let's go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt. Close us out. Hey,
10: Tyrick. Appreciate the time. Hope you're enjoying time with the family there. Yep. Um, I'm curious because in the past, usually by this time, even before OTAs start, you're usually out on the field and um, working with some of the guys – you know, catching passes from Pat, uh-huh. uh, even working with Keith. Have you been able to do any of that? Have you been able to get together with any of the teammates or get together with your coaches
6: and do any on-field work? Uh, To be honest, we haven't been able to do anything, but I, I believe we have something coming up soon. Um, a bunch of the guys plan on coming back early and just getting together and just throwing some passes together, you know. So I hope so. I really hope so because I haven't ran a route since Super Bowl.
0: Back here on from the podium. Now we're going to pivot to the defensive side of the football here from new defensive end. Taco Charlton we will continue with Frank Clark and we'll finish up with Anthony Hitchens. But right now, here is Taco Charlton. Why do you think it didn't work out in
10: Dallas and in Miami? And then what are you looking forward to being in Kansas City, especially being reunited with uh, Frank Clark?
12: Uh, I like it. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, guys are playing for everything, you know, and they work out, you know, for different reasons, certain situations in each place, uh, you know, they work out uh, the situations, you know, wherever it may have been, um, you know, different reasons for different situations. But, uh, you know, I, in, in, these situ- in both situations, I'm here now, and uh, I'm looking forward to my future here as a Kansas City Chiefs and what I can uh, bring here to this defense. Uh, let's go to
0: Pete Sweeney. Go ahead, Pete. Hey Taco, uh, welcome to Kansas City. Um when it thank comes you, to yeah, when it comes to the Chiefs, what do you think made uh this culture in particular attractive? Uh, what did Frank tell you and so on and so forth?
12: Oh yeah. I mean it was a place I was uh, looking forward to coming and uh and search coming right uh right off waiver. So once I cleared and me and Frank was on the phone, we would talk it. And um like I said, it really, that's why nothing really uh, ma- else mattered to me. Uh, money wise nothing really mattered. I just uh, wanted to play football. I wanted to go to a good situation where I could play some good football and, uh, and I feel like I-, I could add myself to a good defense. All right, let's go to BJ
3: Kissel. Go ahead,
4: BJ. Hey, Taco, as Pete said, welcome to Kansas City, man. Uh, my question is just with the opportunity that you have here going into obviously the defending Super Bowl champions and the idea that, you know, the players and the teams that handle this quarantine situation the best will put themselves in the best position to have a successful 2020 with as important as a year as this is for you going into next season. How have you utilized this time during the quarantine to improve yourself as a player?
12: Um, I mean, the good thing with me is I got a I got a home gym. So uh, uh, I was able to, you know, add more to my home gym and uh, get, you know, I'm still able to get a, a good amount of work in. And then uh, my D line coach is still are out here in Dallas. So, you know, I'm still able to, uh was it some sort of training, still get a lot of work in uh, during my quarantine. Um, so I'm staying in the house as much as possible, but I can work out in the house and still get a lot of good work in, which is, uh, you know, a good benefit
5: for me.
3: All right, let's go to Seren Petro. Go ahead, Seren.
5: Taco, what uh what do you, what do you know about Steve Spagnola's scheme? What have you been able to hear and, and what do you like about it? What was attractive to it, or was it just all about the 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 overall organization itself? Um, I mean there's everything
12: about the organization from uh, you know, hearing how great of a coach uh, uh Coach Reed is, uh then uh, you know, once I talked to Frank, he telling me how great of a coach uh Coach Spag is, how great of a person he is, and uh how I like to play for him. Um, like I said, that's all I needed to really hear, and um, and once I see that, and once I got a chance myself to talk to him and talk to Coach Daly, like I said, I was you know all comfortable with you know coming here, and I think like I said, I'm excited to you know see what I can bring here to Educated City. All
3: right, let's go to Mick Schaefer. Mick, go ahead.
8: Hey Taco, what um, what's your relationship like w- with with Frank? I know you're close. You you backed him up, I believe, at, at, at Michigan. H- how similar are you guys off the field, on the field? I know he's he's kind of a character, and uh, you know, his one season in Kansas City certainly made made his mark. Just just trace back your
12: relationship with him if you could. Uh, uh, me and Frank were real close. It's like my brother, so like my big brother. Um, he's a person um, who in the Michigan he kind of took me under his wing and guided me, and um, we we continue that friendship. You know, and and brotherhood. Whenever he left, uh, we you know we talk all the time. Um, I usually, I'm mean, if I'm in LA, I'm usually with him, and uh, I you know I go see him, I link with him, or whatever it may be. So you know, we we try to train with each other sometime during off season, or see each other wherever it may be. Um, so we all that friendship and brotherhood has always been there, and uh, us you know we always used to joke around about us playing with each other again, and we didn't think we had an opportunity. So now uh, you know we got the opportunity to play with each other again, and. Um, and, uh, and and do something special. So I definitely, you know, was on board with that. And uh, like I said, I'm excited.
3: Okay, let's go to uh, Nate Taylor. Nate, go ahead.
7: Hey Taco, thanks for doing this. Uh, I guess I have a, a two part question for you. Um, when you first saw the scheme or the playbook or just how the, the, the virtual training offseason was going to go, what most excites you, and what did you feel like where your skill set would fit. Within the defense, and how comfortable are you um, with the things that you saw the Chiefs do last year up front with the defensive line? Whether it was stunts, uh, moving guys around, you know, Spagnuolo's pretty clear about you know getting matchups for certain players uh, based on the opponent. Just what did you uh, notice about the team from last year, and what did you most like about the scheme uh, when you got a chance to look at
1: it?
12: Um, I mean, I like I like how uh, much they let the guys attack. They let them go uh, go and play football a lot of the time. At the end of the day, uh, they like to pass which is rush the passer. They let um, you know, they they send in blitzes, whatever it is. Like I said, it's just a a, a fun, exciting attack and defense. Uh, you know, uh, Coach Spags, he's doing a lot. He does a lot of you know, move a lot of a lot of pieces around, um, and creating the mismatches uh, that you talk about. So, um, like I said, I'm excited. Uh, I was able to play in a lot of different defenses, uh, from the four three attacking defense in Dallas to more of the Patriots defense in Miami. So it was it, it a. Like I said, I've been able to play in two different schemes and really two di- uh, completely different uh, ways. So uh, by that, I feel like I, I I can adjust and I'm able to play really whatever defense or whatever scheme you really ask me. I'm able to stand up, able to get in three point, whatever it really is. I feel comfortable doing whatever you know task it is. Uh,
11: let's go to Harold Coons. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, Taco, hope you're doing well. Hope the family's safe. Uh, My question to you is, you know, now that you've been on two teams and released a little earlier than you wanted to be on both, especially being drafted from the first one in uh, Dallas, do you see this as kind of a final opportunity to resurrect your career uh, and going forward to reach that potential that you had as a a first-round draft pick?
12: Yeah, I mean, uh, I I guess you could say that. uh... I mean, like I said, my, my foot, like I said, I'm giving, all, you know, my foot's on the gas on this one, uh, you know, all effort. Uh, i not saying, you know, I gave my full effort everywhere I've been, um, you know, in all situations, uh, you know, things came to an end. Uh, I, I, it was kind of mutual in both situations, so it really wasn't much of a surprise in either or. So, uh but, um, like I said, either or, like I said, God led me here, and I feel like this is the best situation for me to succeed. Uh, like I said, uh, that's why I wanted to come here. That's why, you know, when, uh, you know, Frank brought up the idea, I was, you know, excited. I was uh, kind of, you know, jumping at it. And this is, like I said, this is the place where I wanted to be. And um, I'm excited to be here and uh, see what I can add to this defense. Okay, let's
3: go to Matt Derrick. Go ahead, Matt.
10: Hey, Taco. Welcome to KC. Um. You know, Frank has talked about the role that Coach Madison played in helping him develop as a player, and just curious about your time at Michigan and playing for Coach Madison. What is it that you feel like that maybe he can bring out in D-alignment to help them grow and mature, and what specific did you learn from him?
12: Uh, uh, Coach Matty, uh he's, he's a guy who's coached many, many players uh, who's very talented. Uh, he's put a lot of Guys in the, in the in the NFL, and uh, he's done it, you know, year in and year out. Um, like I said, he's he he'll break you down. He'll, he'll he'll make sure you know the fundamentals of this game. And like I said, you'll know how to play football the right way, um, definitely. Especially even from run stopping to effort to everything a coach wants to see in the NFL. Like I said, he makes sure he uh, his guys is given that um, day in and day out. Especially like I said, from effort, um, you know, said being able to stop the run. And then, like I said, getting in, and then, like I said, going in the pass rushing, um, especially. And that's something that we were able to kind of nurture out with, especially with competition with the guys he brought in. All
3: right, guys, we've got time for a few more. So let's go. Um, Darren, Pete and BJ to close this out. Go ahead, Darren.
7: Hey, Taco, welcome to uh, Kansas City. And we may have to change your name from Taco to Barbecue Charlton. But um, uh, first of all, you know, I want to ask, what do you feel like you need to prove to yourself and to uh, fans when you come into Kansas City? And then also, you know, just what is, you know, what are you hoping to get out of this outside of a Super Bowl?
12: Um, Like I said, it's a a chance for uh, a definite. Chance for a year for me to prove myself and uh, prove what I can still do on the field. I'm still confident in my ability. Um, I just feel like uh, with the right scheme, I could, I could definitely show my the right talent. So, um, I, like I said, looking at the scheme, looking, talking to the coaches and, and talking to Frank, I feel like this is the right fit for me and the right defensive scheme for me. So I think this to be the, the right place to for me to, like I said, to show my talent and show that I'm able to still do a lot of great things on the field. Um, like I said, I was kind of uh, out of position a little bit. Uh, in the past. So this year, like I said, I feel like I'll, I'll be able to be comfortable and use my talents to my best of my ability.
0: Uh, go ahead, Pete Sweeney. Dr. I was uh, wondering about the aspect of uh, Rob Marinelli and bringing you sort of into the Dallas system. And now you, he is the defensive line coach for the Raiders. What dynamic is that going to be like playing him twice a year? Uh,
12: I mean,. uh. <laughs> I didn't really think about that much. Um, you know, he got uh, uh, like I said, Coach Marcialia. Like I said, I'm in that. I'm in the position I am because uh, he he did help me out a lot. I mean, one things are, uh, uh, you know, things didn't go the way you know I wanted them to go, or you know, things went a lot you know differently. Um, but like I said, you know, a personal relationship is different from a professional one. I say professional wise, like I said, he helped me a lot professionally and making me a better player. And uh, like I said, uh, that's one thing I, like I said, I'll said always thank him up for. And uh, like I said, I'm grateful for, like I said, you know, the Dallas and what I, I learned a lot in Dallas and, and making me a, a better player going forward. Uh,
3: okay, BJ, you want to th- throw out the final one here?
4: Yeah, and Taco, not to put words into your mouth. I know you talked about. How you were used in different ways. And you talk about Steve Spagnolo and uh, the way he gets creative. And we've seen with Tano passing, you uh, with just his length. I know you guys are different players, but his ability to slide down in in passing situations, it didn't see not watching every single snap, but it didn't seem like you did that a ton in Miami. But it seems like when you were inside, you were able to kind of disrupt with your length and your quickness on the guards inside. Just how is that an important part of your game and the way that Spags uses his DNs and moves guys around? How do you feel like sliding inside in passing situations kind of fits your game with your skill set? Uh,
12: yeah, I mean, I feel like, uh, like I said, I'm diverse uh, just because I'm re- I'm real quick in space. And then, uh, like I said, I'm long, I'm 6'6", and I'm 260, 60, 70 pounds. So uh, being, you know, big and long, I'm able to slide aside and still feel, you know, Especially in pass rush, it feel so, so comfortable. So, um, I think with the athletes we have on the defensive line and being able to move us around, and you really can't get a key on anybody because we're so you know moving parts, so many moving parts. I think it just be a real it'll benefit, benefit everybody just because you really going um, to keep offenses uh, guessing and and kind of confused and and uh, not really set. And I think, like I said, with the athletes and the pass rushers that we all can have, and uh, I feel like it, it, like I said, we'll we'll be able to really get after it.
0: Hi Frank, uh, thanks for taking some time here. Just wondering, you seem to go on and off with social media, uh, especially during the off season, and I, I can understand that you probably want to break. Uh, you turned it on to make sure that, that people knew that you were going to turn Taco into a legend. I just was wondering, what was your thought process behind that?
13: Um, I feel like a lot of a lot of people are doubting Taco, you know, and um, you know, for the first part of his career, I feel like. You know, it hasn't been to the stand. I'm sure that he will, wanted to be. And, um, you know, he's had, his, had some great highlights, and he's done some good things in this league. But uh, he, he has yet to done what I know he wants to do. And uh, me and him being close friends, you know, we have a lot of talks, and we talk about a lot of things. And uh, been, been, my, been my bro since Michigan days. You know, um, I spend a significant amount of time with him there. Um, you know, actually, I call myself a leader. You know what I mean? Um, everything I've done. As far as you know, at Michigan, I have made a lot of mistakes, but uh, on that football field, I did my share of leader, um, You know, leading those guys. And um, you know, one thing I did in that position room is, um, you know, kind of change the way the position was being played—the rush in and tackle for all the suit. And you know, hold on, that's my daughter, um, Fifi. She want me to put the shoes on. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta bear with me a little bit. Are
1: you ready to go to Target?
13: Oh, you going to Target? Okay, baby, hold on, baby. Daddy in the interview right now. Okay. Okay, here, tell mommy to do it. Daddy in the energy, give me two seconds. All right, yeah. But I love you. All right. All right you got it, you know, daughter things. Um but yeah, Taco, he's just um, you know, he's a he's a he, he listens and he does great things. So uh, I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to see what he's gonna do. Like I said, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I I wanna turn him into a legend. Um uh, first, you know, just show him my work ethnic. Um you know, showing them how we do things with the Chiefs. You know, um, it's a certain standard. You know that Coach Reed. You know he has us. You know amounting to. You know, um, it's certain things that you got to be able to live up to here. You know, of course we we champs. We defend our you know our ring and we go be um. You know, it's, it's it's gonna be some standards you gonna have to live up to coming in that room, man.
3: Okay, let's go to Ruth
13: Biggest. Go ahead, Ruth.
9: Hi, Frank. Nice to meet you virtually.
13: How you doing, Ruth?
9: I'm doing good. Yes, I'm wearing my Michigan. A oh, hat. man. I love you. Hey, if there's five of you Wolverines, that's pretty amazing. That'll be interesting.
13: We're going to turn this into something else,
9: huh? Right. Um, <laughs> I know that during um, Easter, you did a pretty remarkable thing. Would you talk a little bit about going out and uh, helping on Skid Row and why you decided to do that?
13: Um, really, I, I do a lot down there. You know, more than I really, I say, make public or, you know, um, would ask for credit for. I don't really want credit for what I do. You know, down there, um, I actually used to live down there. You know, growing up in Los Angeles, I spent a large portion of my life down on Skiro, um, particularly at the um the Union Mission, the shelter down there. And, um, you know, I just, particularly around that time, I had done it plenty of times before then, but just on that time the Easter, you know, um. Like it was just in my heart. I woke up with it in my heart. I didn't plan on doing it, you know. Just on Easter, I just went down there probably the week before, or something like that, or a few days before, with a friend, a few friends, and we had passed out some food and some clothes and some cleaning supply. But um, it was just I just woke up that morning and it was on my heart. My family was they was up cooking and stuff, and I I just let them know like you know I'll be back later. You know I'm about to go down here. I'm about to go down here. Um, you know and um you know, help with the, help, help downtown. You know, I just I gotta, I'll be back basically. And uh, I just left in the first place I thought of was, um you know, the pizza spot. And I went, I ended up going to Little Caesars Pizza and um shout out to them. You know, they did a great job. Cause I, I actually went in there. I was like, I need as many pieces as you can um give me. It uh, was like, what? I was like, can I get a hundred pieces? You know, it was like, what? No, we don't got a hundred. It was like a line of people. I'm begging people to let me get in front of my buy their pieces. I'm like. I'm like, please, because it was about to close. So I was like, I just need these orders, please. I gotta go down and feed people. And um, they ended up was able to give me 55 pizzas. Crazy, 55 pieces is my number. They gave me 55 pieces, And um, I asked for, I asked for um, as many as you can get. They're like, we got 55 pieces. Of I was like, what? That's a coincidence. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So they gave me 55 pieces, And um, I went down there, me and my friend, and um, friend Nick, Nick Glass, um, we went down there and he helped me pass out the food to the home, so, um make sure we wear our protective stuff. But I, I, I'm so – I feel like I'm more in touch with them than, than the average person, you know what I mean, just being down there and spending time down there. I know the streets. I know the back streets, the alleys, you know. Um, so it was, it was one of those things, you know.
3: Okay, let's go to Sam Millinger. Go ahead, Sam. Hey, Frank. Uh, thanks for doing this. Uh,
5: some other sports, you know, particularly baseball, um, NBA, Major League Soccer, they're, they're kind of talking about how to get back playing. And I'm curious your thoughts if, if you followed
6: this in terms of, you know, testing protocol and, you know, trying to keep athletes safe um, uh, from COVID-19. What, what are your thoughts on that and essentially how it might affect the NFL? Um,
13: I, the first thing you think about is just how how football is a close contact sport, you know. Um, where every hit, with every hike, everything is we're done with, you know, contact. is done with exchange and stuff. So it's like... You know, with me, I'm just, you know, I'm hoping everyone's doing the same thing and just stand and prepping as if, you know, we were still on regular routine, you know, because you never know, like, you never know what's going to come. Like, like you're saying, this is all new, you know, this is a new thing that's going on. It's crazy. So no one really knows what to expect. You know, it's like we're going, it seems like, it seems like we're going day to day watching the news, you know, hearing things from the news. I'm, I try my best to stay out the news, honestly, if you know me, but, um, my family, they just come in, oh, you know, Los Angeles is going to be shut down for another three weeks or, you know, they come in and say, well, this city's opening up, you know, I try not to put it together because I'm like, until it's back to normal, that's that's what I want to hear, you know, everything's back to normal. I can, I can go to the store, I can, I can do this, I'm not going to have to wait in the line, you know, um, but with the NFL, it's just crazy, you know, and other leagues, I see how they're trying to, you know, do it, but it, it, I can't imagine, like, not playing in front of fans or it being a certain amount, of, you know what I'm saying, or that's all having to take a shot or take a pill to, you know what I mean, be immune to something. But man, I'm just ready to play football, though, honestly. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't care less, you know. I, I'm ready to play football. I'm ready to get back to it as uh, soon as they give us the green light. But until then, all we can do is just, you know, keep working out, staying focused. On, you know? We all got our playbooks and our iPad and stuff, so uh, stand focused, man. It's the mental part. They're challenging our mental right now, you know, the mental more than the physical, so.
3: Okay, let's go to Adam Teister. Go ahead, Adam.
1: Hey, Frank, how you doing?
13: I'm doing good, Adam. How you doing, brother? Oh, good. man, this green in the background is killing me right now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, gonna oh, to,
13: my goodness. Sorry,
1: pretty. man. You're going to have to put up with that. Uh, hey, I was, was wondering what you've heard recently from Chris Jones, and Brad, I'll have one quick follow-up when he's done.
2: Okay. Um,
13: man. Not, not not too much. I mean, me and Chris, we talk about football, but we really don't talk about the money part of it. You know what I mean? So, and that's really what's going on right now. You know, just keep it real. And, uh, you know, I'm sure he's going through that. I can imagine what he's going through, and I can kind of pinpoint it because I just went through it a few years, right. you know, what, a right. year ago. So I can understand what he's going through. I can understand the frustrations. I can understand the ups and the downs. You know, and the one thing that I told him, to, and the best advice I gave him was – um. Just
8: keeping
13: his eyes off the media and his off of thing that's on the internet because it's going to be something different every day and just staying focused on, you know, his everyday and his norm. Because if he gets out of that, that's that's when, you know, things are going to get weird. That's what I did for... I probably let myself drift off into the media and start reading, like, what they're going to say or who's going to say this or who's saying I shouldn't get this or whatever. But then eventually it just got... To me, like, man, I just need to not focus on that. And next thing I know, I was getting calls left and right to what I wanted to do and what offers was coming in. And so, and that's really the best advice I gave Chris. Um, you know, it's hard. You know, it's a hard time because, you know, he wants to handle this stuff and wants to, you know, um, get a deal done. But he's, you know, right now I'm on the franchise tag. And, you know, I just want to be able to have my teammate, man. That's my dog. Yeah,
1: okay. And, and on another matter, you talked a minute ago about Taco. Why hasn't worked out for him so
13: far in NFL with the two teams he's been with? I Man, honestly, just from me watching film and me just knowing him, type of player he is, I feel like at some at some um, points in his career he wasn't put in the best position. Um, I feel like he, he 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 can be aggressive. He can do his he can he can do his job, but, but the finesse part of his game, which is you know a lot of his strengths and his size. Is um, it hasn't been. He he hasn't really been able to display it like he wants to, you know. Um, him being in Miami, playing in that system last year, I don't think he was able to display it because of the type of scheme they were playing on the defensive line, the type of um, you know, traditionally the type of defensive ends they have, and and the type of um, you know, ball they play just naturally. Um, then with you know Dallas, just him going in, you know, I feel like him going in as a rookie, one of the one of the worst places you can go sometimes, you know, as a rookie. You know, he's playing for playing for being a first round pick, playing for the Dallas Cowboys. You know, that's a hard job to you know uh, to, to 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 maintain. You know, you playing for America's team, quote unquote, and then you um, you know, you you the first round pick. And you know, I feel like he had a lot of pressure on him, and um, I feel like just for that 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 latter half of his career, he just didn't amount to the pressure that was put on. Him. Um, I feel like this part of his career, I feel like coming to the Chiefs, I feel like he's gonna have some structure on our defensive line, coach coach Daly. Um, he's a great coach you know the things he was able to you know implement in our system and teach us in a year just a year a short year um if you said it, it was a year um you know it helped change a lot of us it helped you know um us play a lot of um good football especially towards the latter half of the year when everything started clicking in much better so um i feel like just with these simple things that Taco gets on the system let alone the competition level he's going to be able to um go against every day you got you got myself you got you know Alex Okafor you got you got some the new guys coming in uh, and you got some veteran leadership uh, you got myself you got you got Hitch in in the in, in the back end right there you got you got Tyron in back there you got some other guys you know where's it's, where it's going to be you know ma- mandatory that he um and required of him that he um you know fits in and that he gets gets it going you know we're not one of those teams where we just going to let it you know let certain things slide or let you know um certain type of play style slide no nah, um, if you notice, like, once we finally start getting clicking, everybody start playing on the same speed. You know, it wasn't a lot of lagging. It wasn't a lot of guys, you know, not running to the ball and a lot of guys not being aggressive in their pursuit. And that's one thing we take pride on in
6: our defense.
3: Let's go to Steve Walls. Go ahead, Steve.
6: Hey, Frank, how you doing, man? What's up, Steve. Hey, uh you've had a lot of downtime, man, uh, during this quarantine and and I saw some 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 news that you had been doing, some stuff with your clothing clothing line that you've been working on, man. Can you talk about that a little bit?
13: Oh man, yeah. Um what well, clothing line is is it's like it's like my other side, you know what I'm saying? Like away from completely away from football. You know, um it, it, it's just basically like I'm just, I'm, I just have to find something that I really enjoy doing. You know, well, not really find something, but really go in pursuit of it. You know, because I always love fashion. I always love, you know, um my dressing. Now I love shoes. I love everything related to fashion, but I never, you know, wanted to just buy stuff. I always wanted to create, I always wanted to do something more than just. You know going to a store and pick something up that I thought looked cool. Then I knew eventually, honestly, that I would get to a point where I'd be like, man, I don't like none of this stuff in the store. And honestly, I got it get to a point where I did that so many times where I was like, nah, I could create my own stuff. Like I got so much stuff. I got my whole wardrobe. I got like literally I buy I buy racks now because I, I don't have enough closet space to support my wardrobe. If I bought a $10 million house, the closet probably wouldn't be been big enough to support my wardrobe still. So it's like it had to, it got to a point where I really had to I really was like, man, so what should I do? And I started my own line, Label 5. And um, it's basically a a, a line that's going to consist of, you know, workwear uniforms, um, you know, contemporary and everyday sweats. um, And it's going to be unisex. So it's a line that, you know, it's going to be, you know, your girl is going to be able to wear it, your wife, or, you know, as a guy, you're going to be able to wear it. Um, And I'm going to, you know, the age range is going to vary. So it's not going to go, you know, to kids right now and to babies right now. But it's going to... you know, started probably, you know, between the ages of 14, you know, it's going to start at sizes small for women or, you know, for smaller guys and go all the way up to bigger guys and to um, three and four X's. So, um, I just want to do something for the people, man. I want to do something for everybody. And, um, I feel like that's what my line is going to consist of. things for everyone.
3: Okay. Let's go to Sam McDowell. Go ahead, Sam. Oh,
9: Sam, can you, can you hear me? Sam, hey. Hey,
3: what's
9: going on? Can you hear me? <laughs> <laughs> I need some
13: lotion. Can y'all hold on?
9: We got
3: you, Sam.
13: (laughs) I need some lotion. I'm good now. It's kind of ashy. What's up, Sam?
9: Hey, what's up, Frank?
13: Um, My to
9: Asked about uh, now that you've had a little bit of time to reflect, how did you uh, view last season overall for you individually, and how, how do you view maybe 2020 expectations of being similar and different?
13: I didn't hear the first part. You had blanked out a little bit. You said my expectations.
9: Well, now that you've had some time to reflect on how 2019 went, how do you view the way 2019 went? Uh,
13: man, I feel like it. Um, I feel like it went all right. Um, I feel like, but that's every every year. I feel um, it'll never be what you always wanted to be. You just always you got to set your goals high. I feel. And that's sort of what I do all the time. Like, so realistically, myself, I never tell nobody, like, my real, my actual goal into, you know, it's either met or not met. And, but, uh, like, so I said, like, oh, my goal is to, to break the sack record. I've been telling myself I want to break the sack record for the last, like, i say two years, you know, um, but things come with that, you know, everyday stuff. I might, might get injured. I might tweak this. and I know it might prohibit me. It might slow me down. So, you know, um, that, it's things, certain things like that that's going to always be my goal. Oh, and, and just not thinking like that, but, you know, setting a single, single, the single season, um, fourth fumble record, you know, stuff like that. It's just, you have goals and, you know, winning five Super Bowls, you know, but it's like, you got to set your goals high, you know, because what else you working for? Like you got some people that set their goals just saying, I want to make it to the Super Bowl. I want to make it to the NFL. And I ask them like, well, what you want to do after that? You know, what's next, you know? And, uh, you know, some guys fall short of their, you know, that long-term success because they don't have that what's next. And I feel like that's what, you know, um, you know 2020 has in store, that what next factor. Like, you know, what's next? What you want to do next, Frank? Well, it's like, you know, I want to start my clothing line. I want to I win more Super Bowls. You know, I want to help, you know, my younger guys. I want to bring the younger guys along. You know, I want to start showing them. I want to, you know, um, you know, just create, create, create more, you know, do, do more things
8: special.
3: Uh, let's go to Mick Schaefer. Go ahead, Mick. Hey
8: Frank, you've had a couple unique things happen to you this year. You've uh, obviously won the Super Bowl, and then of course now under this quarantine, I'm 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 w- curious how those things colliding together has affected an, an extrovert like you. I'm sure you're one to shout Super Bowl champs from the mountaintop, but in your own home, how how, how different ha- has it been since since winning something that you've you know strived your whole life for? Uh Man,
13: you know it's different. I was just actually talking to one of my um, tight friends, Von Von Miller, about it. He he called me. He called me actually with sympathy. He was like, "Yo, bro, man, I was just thinking about it, bro. Like last last year around this time, bro. Like, man, we was like, you know, I mean, guys were celebrating. I remember winning the Super Bowl with the Broncos, and we was just celebrating, having fun, enjoying ourselves, man. Like, guys getting all these endorsements and doing all this stuff, man." And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but it's the times, you know, and I show you how, how, how quick things can change and how, how how you should really, um, you know, how much you should really, you know, appreciate life and appreciate, you know, the things that, that the good and the bad. Because it's times like this where guys, like you said, a person wish they can go out normal right now and go to the store and shop and, and, and the aisles be full of the things that they have on the grocery list. Or you wish you can go to the car wash and you know get get that car wash like normal. You know now they're standing in line without seeing signs on the ground that say stand six feet behind people. So it's like things like that, you know, that were normal before that we didn't have and stuff like that. You know, you just uh go you go to appreciate and just you know um, winning the Super Bowl, man, it was, it's winning the Super Bowl. Like it's nothing like it. That's I, I was telling myself before the year like man I was like man, I'm going on year five. I'm like, man, I've came close. I've been in the playoffs, you know, on a really good team in Seattle. Um, Came close, came close. Never made it to the Super Bowl, but always came close. And then first year with the Chiefs, we make it happen, you know. um, Things couldn't have worked out better. And it's like um, I still take it in. I take it in every day, you know. And this this quarantine, I feel like it just allowed me to just take it in a lot slower. and honestly appreciate, you know, those times where it's like, yeah, you know, um, when you do win the game, even just winning the regular game, not even just the Super Bowl. It's like every game is a Super Bowl right about now. Because I would just wish I could I could be back to Norwich when be playing football, you know?
3: Uh, all right. We've got time for a couple more, guys. So let's uh, go to Nate Taylor, and we'll close it out with Herbie. Go ahead, Nate.
7: Hey, Frank. I uh, hope you're doing well, man. Thanks for doing this. Um, nice the question point. I have for you is when you guys do this virtual uh, workout program and you watch yourself early in the year, what excites you most about what you can do with, obviously, the, the core of the guys being back with Steve Spagnolo? And what about watching yourself early last season is going to help you think for this season?
13: Man, this – um number one, you know, like when you get a chance to get your guys back, you know, the core, like you said, of your team – you know, that's, that's dope. Cause the one thing y'all want to see is your boys, you know, same team you, you went through it with, you know, y'all did, y'all, 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 y'all did that camp, that camp, <laughs> you know, once you go through that camp together, it's like, man, all right, we solid, we dogs. you know, but, um, you know, so, but you, you, you love to see the guys who go off and get, have success and they, and they and they go off and get what they deserve as far as contracts. And, you know, they, um, they do things that way. And that's, that's like, it's half off to those guys. And it's a lot of guys we lost one from our room, one of our main guys, the main, you know, that was my dog, man. He, uh, he contributed so much. You know, at a time, I feel like it's kind of unique, you know, because you know, we might not have thought about it now, but the time where he started contributing was a time where you got myself, I'm hurting bad, not really saying nothing, but fighting through it every game. But then you got um, Alex Okafor, he's, he's hurting, he's out, you know, at the time. So he, he, he stepped in and he was doing his part and contributing big. He was playing better football than me at the time. So it was like, man, like – he he, picking up a lot of slack for guys. Like honestly, as a as a backup defensive end, then eventually became a starter once Ayo, um, you know, got hurt. But then um, just the things he was doing, man, it was like so. It's hard, but it's also like like you said, man. We get our group back, and it's like, man, I look forward to you know going back into going back to the uh, to the spot and just seeing all my guys in that locker room. You know, us being able to reminisce and talk about it, and then be able to have the desire to want more. And we all understand, like we've been there, so it ain't like you got this. Uh, uh, you know, fifty percent of your team got shipped off, or this, ha- this happened, or the coaching staff, this happened. It's like no, everybody's back, you know, and it's like, like you said, the foundation is back, and um, we get to revisit it. You know, like I said, have a short memory about it, and then get back on the road because if, if that's the goal, you know, to get back on the road and keep it going, and um, you know, then 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 we all go be
3: all right. All right, Herbie, you want to throw out the last one for us? Sure. Hey, hey, Frank, thanks a lot for
10: doing this, man. No problem. Hey, um. <laughs> When you talk about Talk of Charlton, you sound pretty passionate about the guy. And and as one of the leaders of the locker room, just a two-part question here for you. How involved were the chief leadership from Brett Veach and some of the personnel people involved in talking to you about bringing him in? And then how hard or easy was it to sell to Veach and, and the management to bring him in? I promise you, I ain't know nothing. I didn't know nothing.
13: I don't know nobody. I don't know what happened. Okay. No, nah, I'm just playing. But no, <laughs> no. But um, um, I, I not You know how it is, man. I was just like, I, I sent the text. I was like, yo, you know, um, I'm like, man, you know, taco on the market, man. You know, um, it'd be a good addition. You know, just good addition to the locker room. You know, of course, you know, sent the text back to me, asked a few questions, and you know, after that, I, it's out of my control. You know, I really don't. I go above my head. I can, I can put the word in. I can say, you know, the players this, the players that, but. After that, it's all up to, you know, our coaches and how they evaluate them That's why it's important for guys, you know, to um, put put out the, the best film you can, and the best resume, you know, possible. Because, you know, when it comes down to it, you know, you can have a friend, or you can have a teammate or, you know, a guy, you you know, you know, or you, you might know a coach, you know. But um, if that film don't speak for itself, then, you know, you ain't gonna get in nobody building.
9: Hitch, I got a question. All of you guys are doing these
7: kind of Zoom meetings and, and then Zoom interviews with us. Do you miss talking to the media or is it nice that you've been away from us? What's your kind of opinion or were you excited to kind of see all these faces and, and and do the media thing?
14: No, I think it's kind of cool. It's I mean, it's different, but uh, I'm in and out. Like I'm, you know me, I'm just straight blah. So uh, most most people don't want to talk to me anyways, but uh, I'm more in and out though. I mean, it's, it's, it's good to see everybody. Uh, I I've seen the three, same three faces every day, my wife and my child, uh, for the past, you know, three months, uh, every single day. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's good to get, get out there and talk to people. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, if I ain't seen you in a while, I want to see you and talk to you. So, but I'm not big, I'm not big on speaking facts and the future and stuff like that so I mean if you're looking for that I'm the wrong guy but if you want to be blind, just hang out you know and just talk
3: I'm that guy. <laughs> All right let's go to Karen Cornacki. Go ahead Karen. Miss Karen you got us? can hear you. Oh there you go. There you go,
2: go. Hi Anthony how are you? I'm good how are you doing? Great. You talk about being with your family, but what kinds of things have you been doing to stay in shape? Uh, We just talked to Tyreek and apparently he's doing yoga. Are you doing anything new and interesting to try to stay in shape since you're not with the team right now?
14: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, I spent a lot of money, unfortunately, but uh, my whole single garage just turned into a workout room. so I mean I pretty much got everything that we had at the the Chiefs uh, facility, and then I have a track and field uh, right across the street. I live right across the street from middle school, so uh, I've been very fortunate to have a middle school across the street and had the funds to uh, pretty much build my ceiling garage to a whole workout room. So uh, they send us workouts uh, every week or every two or three weeks uh, for the for the next two or three weeks, and then we just follow the the workout routine and we just do whatever there's on the card. So. I've been doing that, and then a little extra, just trying to you know stay in shape, and because I know eventually we're gonna go back, and I don't want to be that guy that's not in shape and that's not fit, you know, to play football. Let's
3: go to Nate Taylor. Go ahead, Nate.
7: Hey, Anthony, uh, thanks for doing this. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I have a, a two-part question. Uh, the first is, what was your reaction if you watched the draft to the Chiefs taking Willie Gay Jr.? What have you gotten to learn more about him? And then, secondly. Uh, going into year two in Spagnuolo's system, I know how you mentioned at this point last year how it was easier to sort of understand what that scheme was compared to when you first came to the Chiefs. What do you think you can master in year two based on what you sort of gathered and how the season sort of progressed last year?
14: Yeah, uh, it's just it's just the, the details of the defense uh, for the uh, uh, Frags, we call them, uh, in its system. Uh it's it's hard to play fast if you don't know all the details. So just uh, over the like over the whole last year, and uh, as the team grew, we all got more detailed in the defense, and we played better, uh, obviously. Uh, and with the draft picks, I just think that I, I think it was a good pick. Um, I ca- I can't wait to play with him. And I texted him as soon as he got picked. Uh, we we conversated a couple of days ago. I told him if you ever needed anything, <clears throat> just to let me know. Uh, I'm trying. To, I'm here to help people. I got help when I was young. And uh, I'm just trying to help, help him grow, and help him be a professional. I'm going to year seven, uh, and I'm just trying to just help everybody possible. You know, I, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to say about draft picks. Uh, I feel like the first pick was a good pick. Um, you know, we want to score more points. Got a running back. <laughs> that's that's how the need is going right now. Uh, I just think uh, overall, like in, in general. uh, Offenses want to score more points, we need to to keep, you know, offensive of scoring points. So uh, the pick was good, the first-round pick, and getting big, and get a couple of corners
3: and e-line, I mean, it was all good. Okay, let's go to Breland Moore. Go ahead, Breland.
1: Hey, what's going on? So um, just kind of building off of the first couple questions here – it's been a challenging offseason for everyone with the virtual OTAs and everything else going on. You know, how has that experience been for you? And, you know, what is the most challenging part about trying to do all of this stuff virtually?
14: Yeah, I feel like the Chiefs are taking advantage of it. Uh, this, I mean, I'm not going to say no teams, but I know friends from other teams that's not even doing it. There's some people that's just doing once a week, two, like two times a week. But I feel like we're taking advantage of it. We're doing you know, twelve to two, exactly twelve to two. You know, four times a week, and we're taking advantage of it. So, uh, I just, I just feel like we're just the best way we can learn, and this, we're taking advantage of it. And I mean, I like it. You know, we uh, got team meetings, no, not team meetings, but defensive meetings. We got individual meetings with our coaches and all that. So, I feel like Chiefs are really whatever we can do, we're gonna do it. So, I feel like that's good, and that's the next step to you know get to a last year. Do you That's find good.
1: it – sorry, I just have a quick follow-up. Do you find it yeah. easier um, because you guys have so many returning players instead of some teams that might be in a, a little bit more of a difficult situation with brand-new quarterbacks or whatnot? Do you find that that might actually be an advantage to have so many returning players?
14: Uh, yeah, no. I mean, you still got to play football. Uh, I, don't, I don't think it's easier. There's nothing about easier than winning the football or getting to the playoffs. Uh, I just think uh, once we get back, that's gonna you know tell everything because uh, you can learn a lot from the Zoom Uh If everyone's on and the coach is talking and you write notes, you still can learn. It's no different than being in a classroom. The only thing different is we can't do a walkthrough. You can't tell who's really learning and who's not, but you can get a lot out of this. So uh, I don't think it's easier, but uh, I mean I just feel like we have if we have a lot of veterans that might be easier. I mean, what you do, but I don't – there's a lot of teams in the league that have veterans, so uh, it's not making it
3: easier for us. Uh, Let's go to Adam Teicher. Go ahead, Adam. Hey,
1: Anthony. I hope you're doing well. Uh, Anthony, everybody is hoping there's going to be a season this year, but there's still that uncertainty, and I was just wondering whether – that uncertainty makes it more difficult for you to find the discipline to do the things you need to do to kind of stay in shape this time of year? And, and if not, where does that discipline come from? Where, where, do, you, where do you find that drive from? Uh,
14: I can't speak for everybody, but for me, uh, I've been playing football since I was about 10 years old, so getting up every day, uh, working out is like a norm for me. Um... I mean, that's I mean. And then my daughter wakes up at eight, so that that don't help either. So I have to get up about seven thirty, eight every day, anyway. So, and then my drive is just my family. Um, I don't, like I said before, I don't want to be that guy to show up. I'm not. I'm I'm, I'm out of shape, or I, I can't do this, or I gotta like, you know, take a playoff or take me off the field. I just personally, I can't do that. Uh, that's just been my drive my whole life, and. Um, I'm just going to keep working and if if the season don't start when they're supposed to start, uh, I'll be ready whenever it does. Uh, I just, I just can't do that to me. I can't do that to my family or my teammates.
3: Okay. Let's go to uh,
10: Aaron Ladd. Go ahead, Aaron. I appreciate the time, man. When we talked to Andy a few weeks back, he said that he felt like the defense didn't reach its full potential last year. I think Tyran even uh, agreed with that. I'm wondering what your thoughts on that are and specifically what you Think the defense could get better at going into this uh, this year? I'm sorry, I didn't I didn't hear the first part. Uh, uh, when we talked to Coach Reed a, a couple weeks back, he basically said that he felt like the defense uh, didn't reach their full potential last year. They still had some room to grow. I'm wondering if you agree with that, and then where specifically you see room for improvement.
14: Uh, we we improved like uh, week seven through the whole season, uh, and I think we can get better in a run game. Uh, our DBs and our, our secondary. Uh, saved us a lot of games. Uh, I mean, with T5 and people getting picks and batted balls on fourth downs and uh, all that. So w- once we get that going with the run game, we should like, definitely not make predictions or anything like that. We should be a top five defense. Uh, we just, we wasn't a top five defense because we had a good like pass defense, but not a good run defense. Uh, so once we get all that clicking and stuff like that, and we added guys this year and we uh, we're still working on it, we're doing walkthroughs and stuff like that to get better in that area. So when we put everything together in one season, like this this can be, you know, great. But uh it was good enough to win a super bowl, but I feel like we all know even our first meeting with Spags. He's like we all know we want a Super Bowl, but we can do a lot better. And we all shook our heads yes. And so see a lot of heads shake yes we can get better. So uh yeah I just think it's more of the run defense than the pass defense. Uh and once we like get that settled and you know, complete and make it a defense. I mean, we 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 will be good for for years to come. All
3: right, let's go to Herbie.
10: Go ahead, Herbie. Hey, Anthony, thanks a lot for doing this, man. I hope you're well, and uh, you and your family are doing well. Following up on uh, Nate Taylor's earlier Who's question said, yeah. about about Willie Gay, um, you had mentioned you texted him, but what is it about his skill set that excites you to work alongside him as a veteran and? hoping to get on the field with him sooner than later so he can help the, the run defense?
14: Yeah, he's like, he's rangy. Uh, if you look at his body type, he's rangy. He, uh, he got a lot of tools that you need to stop the run. Uh, he goes sideline to sideline, he's physical, he got energy. Uh, energy stops the run. Uh, if someone makes a tackle, it could be one yard, minus one yard, maybe two yards, but the energy that you bring when you hit the guy it brings more energy out of other players. And we need more guys like that. Uh, if you ever watch, uh, let me give you a good example. Like just uh, say T five. Anytime he makes a play, he, he's doing something. He's, he's he's trying to energize the defense. But letting, letting you guys know that I like I just made a play. Everybody else, you know, let's do it. So that's that's the type of energy he's going to bring. And he's ranging with his arms and keeping guys off of him. Uh, cut cut blocks, getting off blocks, and then making tackles. So yeah, and I text him. The other day, and I told him, like, he was, like, asking me, like, hey, what do I need to learn? I said, just learn to playbook. you have enough ability to play, obviously. Uh, you know, we drafted you, and I just can't wait to work with you. Uh, we give you every all the knowledge that I know to the game so you can, like, give it to the next guy under you. So that's that's my that's my biggest thing, is just giving knowledge to the younger guys so they can keep passing it along so they league can be
3: a good all right, guys, we got time for a few more. So let's go. Uh, Pete, Harold, and then uh, Sarin. Go ahead, Dean.
0: Hey, Anthony, thank you for taking some time with us today. Um, I had two very different things. So I just want to start with, whenever we talk to Andy Reid or Steve Spagnolo, they always mention you among the leaders. And so, A, I was curious about how that role might change in this climate. And then, Maybe even taking it a step further, I, we see a lot of the tweets. I was wondering how video games come into play with maintaining that camaraderie when you can't be in the facility.
14: Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, even on like Zoom, I try to be a leader. Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I, really, I just try to be myself, and then it, it turns into being a leader. Uh, I just try to like help guys out. I still text. We got a group chat with all of our guys and I text guys and uh just let them know if they need any questions or anything like that I'm here for them and uh for video games uh I'm a big video game guy but it' have been cut short since my daughter stopped taking naps so uh she, she turns one on Tuesday so she uh she could not one of our naps so I got one nap uh and then I play a little video games but other than that there's just more family time and just all three of us together um I try to get on Call of Duty and stuff like that, but uh, it's it's been rough lately since my daughter wanted to cut her naps out. All
11: right, let's go to Harold Kuntz. Go ahead, Harold. Hey, H-O-P, you're doing well, man. Hey, I know you said you're entering season seven here, so just individually, like, what are you trying to work on both physically and mentally as you prepare to enter this year? I know you talked about the team concept and how to get better, but just individually for you, you know, how do you keep that step above uh, people and try to re- and remain in that role as a as a linebacker as a starter? Oh yeah, so
14: uh, year seven, I got to keep up with the young guys now. So at first, I would I was just working and whatever you know happened. So now I'm I'm the older guy. I got to keep up with the young guys. So uh, that's why I stacked up my single garage, uh, my single car garage, and got my track and field across the street. So uh, I'm 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 trying to work whatever they give us on the sheet, I'm trying to add a couple more things. Uh, Cause I know I'm a little older now, so I got to keep working. Uh, it's, it's, it's it's different though. I've never been in this position before. Obviously uh, I'm growing up. I had people taking care of me and telling me what to do. Now I'm trying to help you know, younger guys out. I'm going to year seven now. Uh, I'm 28 and about ne- next week, I think, and, or two weeks. So I just got to keep working. Uh, it's, it's different. Uh, I mean, I don't know. No other way to explain it. You just got to keep working.
5: All right, to so go ahead and close this out. Uh, Anthony, again and then thank you for your time. We appreciate it. And and by the way, uh, you're not boring. You're one of the go to guys. I heard that comment earlier. Um, listen, Blake Snell. I know it's a different sport, but the uh, Rays pitcher said he's not playing. You know, they they've got a different situation in the sense that baseball got shut down, and so there's a there's they're trying to figure out how they're going to work getting paid in that. Uh, you know there is still questions that have to be answered for the NFL to play. He said he's not risking his life, right? Like, how do you feel in terms of, and, and have you and the NFLPA begun any discussions about what it will take to be safe? How safe do you feel right now in this environment, and you know, getting ready to maybe play football when right now they're telling everybody to stay away from each other? I mean,
14: right now I feel safe because I want my family. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not traveling. I I haven't seen no more than three or two other people, maybe three. But, I mean, I'm sure the NFL is going to take their time and do what's right. Um, it's, it's a tough question. No one knows. Uh, I think we're just taking it uh, week by week, maybe day by day. Um, I, don't, I don't know what's, what tomorrow brings us. But, um, yeah, that's a tough question. I, I mean, I really don't know. But uh, I feel like the NFL is going to do what's, what's right, take their time, and, you know, get all the answers, question, all the questions answered. But I just feel like for the NFL to to presume, it, it's, it's going to take time. And, I mean, as long as we're all working out and doing what's right, uh, time don't matter. Uh, I'm, I'm sure there's going to be an NFL season this year, but it might just be a little longer or take some time for people, you know, to get right. Uh, I feel like the world is more important than the NFL, in my opinion. Uh, Once everyone gets safe and once everybody has, you know, ability to be able to access things and go out in public and shake hands and say hi and stuff like that, I feel like the NFL is soon. But Other than that, I mean, I I really don't know. But I I, I hope the NFL takes this seriously, which there are. Obviously, we're all in Zoom right now uh, and get everything – you know, right back right before we start.
3: Perfect. Well, we appreciate you joining us, dude. Thanks for your time. Hopefully we get to see you soon.